Living Word. His Word is alive and it is living. This prayer and this verse is awesome because it's the verse of Jesus. And it's His prayer specifically for each one of us. He says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray for those, this is us, the body of Christ, who will believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. Father, I yield myself to your spirit, Lord. I pray that you speak tonight. I pray, Lord, that you open up the hearts of your body tonight, Lord, Heavenly Father. And if there's anyone here tonight that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, that they will repent of their sins and take you into their heart, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God loves this church. And each and every single one of us are part of that church. In 1 Corinthians 12, 27, he says, Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. God is moving. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed this recently, that God is moving. And I hear of him giving visions to men and women turning back to God and raising their children up for the Lord. We had our children here last week on Sunday praising God, and they know the gospel, and there's nothing better than that. And when you see people like Jeremy and Tito and myself coming up here as wicked as I am, you know God is moving. Amen. Isaiah 43, 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Ephesians 5.14 Do you ever feel like you need to be resuscitated? This was me. I, I, my, I, when I first came to God, I wanted to serve him. I wanted to love him. I wanted to give him every part of me. But over time, I grew cold. My heart grew cold. And I start going back into the pecking order of the world. In Revelation 2, 4, says, Yeah, I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. And it reminds me of when Jesus goes to Peter and he has this conversation with him in John 21, 17. He says, Do you love me? He asks him for the third time. How many times do we come to God? I'm in worship. I'm praising him. I'm in prayer on the floor and I'm crying out to him, I love you. And some of these words that we pray and that we praise God in these worship songs, they can be heavy. And I'm like, God, we love you. We surrender. You are my all in all. And the same thing Peter said when he said, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. He says, if you love me, you'll feed my sheep. In John 14, 15, he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. 1 Thessalonians 5 and 5, 6, he says, You are all children of the light, children of the day. We do not belong to the night anymore or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and be sober. God is calling you. He's calling each and every single one of us. Don't let the enemy lie to you. We are all part of the body of Christ. This is a picture of my children, and every morning we have to wake them up. And me and Annie are probably sleeping on, on, the, on the ground somewhere with a blanket the size of a towel. And the only reason I probably took this picture, because I was probably like, this is getting ridiculous. We need to do something about this. And every morning we have to wake them up and get them ready for school. And Annie, she'll start off, little Annie, my wife, she'll start off very easy. And she'll be like, hey, guys, it's, it's almost time to wake up. 
But over time, what do we do? And I feel like God is the same way. He says, wake up. Look at the times. He's like, wake up. And he's so gentle and so patient with us. He called me years ago, but because he's so gentle and kind and I took it for granted, I pressed the snooze button. How many of us has pressed the snooze button with God? But over time, same thing with Annie, when it gets to 7.50, 7.59, and it's about time where we, we got to get him off to school. She's not so quiet anymore. She'll surprise you. She'll be like, wake up, wake up, it's time to get up. And this is God right now in this time, Revelation 3.2. Wake up, strengthen what remains and is about to die. Repent for the kingdom of God and heaven has come near. And in the word of John the Baptist, I say, John 1.23, I'm the voice of one calling in this wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. The world and its desires pass away. We'll all be gone soon. But whoever does the will of God, we're going to live forever. And 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, if my people, that is us, he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. We need a healing, guys. And I love this illustration. It's this little girl and she's holding this little teddy bear and she cherishes this. And if you look at Jesus here, he's holding a teddy bear behind his back that's 10 times greater than the teddy bear that she has. But I love it. And what are we holding on to? It could be our comfort. It could be uh, anything. But God has something far greater. And he just says, just trust me. But I love it. I pray that if there's anything that's holding you from fully surrendering to God, that we can just let go of that. We're all holding on to something. Let's not fool ourselves. And it seems like the world wants to take, take, and take from you. And this could be even heavy for you right now. You might be like, oh, Derek's asking a lot, you know, or God's asking a lot. But Matthew eleven thirty says, Jesus said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So sisters, I pray that you're waking up to God today. When you hear his call, I pray that you are answering that call. My brothers, same thing. I pray that you can walk away from bondage and you wake up to that call, to what he's calling us to, to go tonight. And this might have been us when we walked in. <laughs> this is my children when we give them that first wake-up call, when it's like, hey, it's time to get up. They're like, oh, I don't want to get up. But I promise you, if you take that first step, there's joy beyond all understanding. My wife said we're not allowed to have a dog and my kids really want one, but this is all I get are these pictures. <laughs> but I promise you, and that's okay because our heart's like a cup, and we fill it up with all the things of the world. You know, when I, when I got to marry my beautiful wife, then I'll be happy. When, when I finally get to have my children, then I'll be happy. Then it's like, oh, when I get the job I want, then I'll be satisfied. When we retire, we'll be satisfied. It's never enough, I promise you. It's only when we surrender that cup, that heart over to God, that he fills us, and then it overflows. And it's that we, that we hold and we know the gospel. It's, it's not only a privilege, but it's a responsibility. In Ephesians 4, he says, live a life worthy of this calling, to be of one body and one spirit. There shouldn't be any division. He says to put off the old self, 
That was the person that was filling that cup up with all the garbage. And put on the new self. That's righteousness we need to put on. It's not ourselves. It's Jesus. We put, he puts the righteousness on us. And he calls us to do two things. To love God and to love one another. And I exhort you, do not let anything get in between your relationship with us and God. Not our family, no one, and no thing. He comes first. And I was very blessed as a young child to have a grandfather who served God, who genuinely seeked God. He was a man of God. And I was with John Burgos, and he'll be watching tonight. He's a brother to me. He's one of my best friends. And my grandfather said, pray and read the Bible daily. I asked him what the secret was to his relationship with God. He said, pray and read the Bible daily. You'll stay close to the fire. And he was about 85 years old when he said this. And I walk off with John Burgos, and we're just like, I was like, did you hear him? He said, close to the fire. And I was like, my grandfather's a gangster for God. <laughs> you know? I, I didn't have my terminology right yet. And the second thing he calls us to is to love one another. But the thing with this is an overflow of God's love. Nobody needs my love. It's only until we surrender that cup in our heart over to God that he fills it. And we can't even contain his love. It overflows from us. And I urge you and exhort you that you pour that out first onto your spouse and to your children and to your family and then to the body of Christ and to the world. And a second thing is, the greatest thing you do for somebody if you truly love them is share the gospel with them. Share them, point them to Jesus Christ. It's this love, John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Matthew 18, 20 says, For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. He is with us tonight. Hebrews 10, 24, 25. He says, And let us... Come together. Let's consider how we could spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together. That got hard these last couple of years. As some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another as the day is approaching. We're in that day. I feel it coming. And what did they do? Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. And they spoke to one another in psalms and hymns, and songs of the Spirit. They sung and made music from our heart and to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, Father, for everything in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. We should be reflecting Jesus in everything we do as a body. And each and every single one of us, we have a gift given by God. Ephesians 4.11, Christ himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and we all have different gifts. The list goes on. And in 1 Corinthians 12, 18, 21, it starts talking about how one gift isn't better than the other. But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would that body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. I've been a personal trainer for 20 years, and I deal with a lot of clients who have injuries. And a lot of these injuries are caused by imbalances in the body. When you go to do movement, or you want to do like functional or optimal movement, all the muscles that are supposed to be in that movement should be firing properly. 
what happens with most people's bodies is certain secondary muscles don't fire properly. So then the main muscle groups get overtaxed and you get injured. And that's the same thing in the body of Christ. We need to really encourage one another and build one another up, encouraging people to use their gifts for God. And there might be people within this body who might have a similar gift to what you have. So we need to encourage one another and build one another up. And before I go to this one, another analogy I had was I joined the firefighter. I became a firefighter about two years ago. And when I first got there, there was all these tools that I never saw before. It's not regular tools you would find at like Home Depot. And I, I told them, I was honest, I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing here, you know. And they said, if you really want to know how to learn these tools, just come. You just got to come. And the most important thing, there's one person who knows every tool and how to use it here. It's the chief. And it's the same thing here. If you really want to know what your gifts are, we have a chief that we can go to, that we can pray to, that we can seek, and he'll show us what our gifts are. And we can go to the body of Christ, the firefighters that are fighting the fires with us, and they can encourage us with those gifts and help us figure out what our gifts are. And there's some gifts that might be so spiritual until you come to God, they have no use for the world. God called me to exhort people, but when I wasn't living for God, I had nothing to exhort people to. It's only when I'm surrendered to God, he puts his fire in my heart and I can't stay silent anymore. Ephesians 4.14, he says, this is what he calls us to, that we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of the people of their deceitful scheming. We're called to be one body. We all have different gifts, but we come together as one body under Christ. And Pastor Sam asked me a couple weeks ago, and he, this is him sharpening me. He's calling me. He's like, brother, I want to pray for you. And I told, he was like, what's your message going to be on? I told him it was going to be about, uh, on unity and us using our spirits. And he shared this quote with me. He said, unity should never be sought at the expense of truth. What is truth? It's the gospel. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's everyone, every single one of us. It doesn't matter how good you think you are. I see all these things and people are like, oh, I'm, I think I'm a good person. I, I think God, I can make it to heaven on my own. Romans 6.23, it says, for the wages of sin is death. We're all deserving of it. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. John 14, 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If that wasn't clear enough, Acts 4, 12 says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, it's all out of love that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And just when you think like, oh, I, I accepted God and, you know, I'm living this life for God. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no man can boast. All glory goes to Jesus Christ and to God alone. So what's my wrap up? You are the body of Christ. Each one of us is a part of it, and we need to wake up. 
What is he waking us up to? Each one of us has a specific calling. I know you've heard his voice, every single person in here. He's calling you. We can either decline that call or we can answer that call. Isaiah 43, 19, he says, I am doing a new thing. God bless. 2 Chronicles 7, 14, seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. And he calls us to love God and to love one another. And again, it's not our love. It's a God, it's a love that God puts into our heart and it overflows and we can flow that onto others. And we're one body under Jesus Christ. And we stand firm on the gospel for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I pray that you take that first step. Do you hear him? That's the question. I know you do. says, my sheep, they listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I'm going to end with a little story about my daughter Ava, and she's singing there. I didn't tell her I was going to say a story about her. But a few years ago, she comes to me, and she's like, Daddy, I really want to go ice skating. I've never been. And I'm like, of course I'll take you ice skating. So you have, anybody know the uh, ice skating place in Westwood? It's a Fritz Dietl. So I take her over there, and we get there, and she's really excited, and we get the skates on, and we start lacing them up, and we bundle up, make sure that we're warm in there. And we get out to the ice, and, you know, I'm a little shaky, and I step out onto the ice, and, you know, I start calling her out. And if any of you guys have kids, you already know what happened next. She was like, Daddy, I changed my mind. I'm not going out there. I don't want to fall. And I said, I promise I won't let you fall. I won't let you fall. And plus, I already paid. (laughs) They're not going to give me a refund. And this reminds me of God. He's just calling us to take that step out in faith. Follow me. I'm going to hold you. I'm not going to let you go. Plus, Jesus already paid the price. So finally, after some convincing, she was like, all right, I semi-trust you. I'm going to come out onto the ice. And, you know, I'm holding her. She's like, just don't let me go. Don't let me fall. And I'm holding her, and we start skating, and we're getting around. And after a few, three, four, five rounds, I'm like, she's looking pretty good out there, you know? So in dad fashion, I start letting her go. Dad, what are you doing? You can't let me go. I'm going to fall. I'm like, I'm right here. You can trust me. I'm not going to let you fall. She's like, hold on to me. I'm like, I want you to get better, though. You're doing awesome. You're doing a really good job. And you could see I'm like a hawk over her because I promised her I wouldn't let her fall. And I promise you, no matter what, I wasn't going to let her fall. My back was hurting. My knees were hurting. I was in that position for like 30 minutes. But she's like, once in a while, I'll grab her just to let her know I'm here. I'm not going to let you fall. But I don't feel you when you're not holding me. You see me, I get really close and I let her know. I'm right here. You're doing a good job. I start speaking life to her. And I tell her, you just listen to my voice and you'll know that I'm here. And that's God with us. When we take that step of faith and we get scared, 
We have to listen to his word and listen to his voice. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always there. And I had a concept of how much God loved us until I had my daughter, Ava. And I love all my children equally. Let me put that out there. But Ava was my first. And to think that God loves me with the love that I have for Ava, it's not even close. He loves me a million times more than that. The love I have for her, it's not even a, a fraction of how much he loves us. And I tell Ava this all the time. There is nothing, and each and every single one of my kids, there's nothing you can do to ever get me to stop loving you. I would lay my life down for you. And God actually did lay his life down for us. In Romans 8, 38 and 39, it says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Here I am. Revelations 3, 19 and 20. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door... I will come in with them and I will eat with that person and they with me. Sometimes at night, I have my son David here and he'll be laying there in bed and I just like to put my, I put my ear on his chest and I hear, I hear his, his heartbeat. And I just, I'm like, God is so good that he sustains that heartbeat. And it's almost, it's almost like a knocking As long as that heart beats, God is knocking on the door of our heart. There he goes. He's doing it. (laughs) Are we going to answer that door? Are we going to open up our heart to him? I pray that we do that tonight and we take that step of faith. It might mean something different for each one of us. There might be somebody here that hasn't fully surrendered to God ever. Maybe tonight will be the first time that they ever surrender to God for the first time. Maybe some of them were like me who just grew cold. And God's calling them and we've just been putting it off. We've been pressing that snooze button and he's saying, just answer the call, follow me. Take that leap of faith. And maybe some of you are already fully following God and you just want God to like give you that perseverance to keep on, to, to push his kingdom forward. I pray tonight that we can make that commitment. And if you are going to make a commitment to God, I pray that you share it with me. You share it with Lenny or Sam or Frank because it encourages us and we can encourage one another. I can't tell you how many times I try to do this on my own. I wanted to be a lone wolf for God. And sometimes I would be in the body of Christ, but I just would end up doing it on my own. And that's not what God called us to. So this time when I made a commitment to God, I said, I'm going to get into the body of Christ. I'm going to have Lou mentor me, and I'm going to join the worship team with Lenny so I have him be underneath him, and he can, he can encourage me and strengthen me, and I'm going to go out with Sam so he can encourage me. I don't want to get away on my own where Satan can attack us. Don't go out there. We need to stay together as the body of Christ and strengthen one another. Let me pray. Father, we give you all glory, Lord. We thank you for your word. We pray, Lord, that, that it glorifies you that your word will not come back void, that it will produce fruit, Lord, 
and we give you all praise and all glory, Lord. I pray one day we'll be in heaven praising you for all of eternity, God. And we give you all praise and all glory. If there's anyone here that wants to make that commitment to God, they want to come back to him. Just say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me from walking away from you or not taking it serious, your call. I'm opening my heart. I'm answering that call. I know it might be late. But it's all in your timing, Lord. You are good. We praise you, Lord. Move tonight. Send out your spirit. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray all these things in your beautiful and glorious and awesome name. Name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. All praise to the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your words, Lord. Let's stand together as we close. The altars are open for you. And if perhaps you're responding to that call upon your heart, and you want to spend a little time quietly up here, please do so. And we're going to go into prayer after this song, but for this few minutes of singing this song, Amazing Love, You Are My King. Take advantage of this time. Amazing love, amazing love. 
Lord, we know that even when the desire of our hearts is to honor you in all we do, we fall far short, Lord God. But by the leading of your Spirit, and Lord, just by the power you've given us, by your indwelling Holy Spirit, Lord God, we can go beyond these walls into our very day and night of our lives, Lord God, sharing your love with those around us, Lord God, proclaiming your truth. As we heard truth tonight proclaimed from your Holy Word, Lord God, we just pray, Lord, that you would continue to remind us what we've learned tonight. And share with others that great love, Lord, that you may be honored, Lord God. And Father, we just ask your blessing on those who are not here tonight, Father. Protect them, keep them safe, Lord, bring them back safely to our body, Lord. And we pray for more and more to come to hear your truth, to enjoy the sweet communion and fellowship of this body, Lord. And as always, may you be honored. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.